chapter 9, and I want you to look at with me, I want to look at verses 3 and 4. Amen. It says, and as he was traveling, it happened that he was, as he was approaching Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground. And heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Let me say it one more time. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I want to talk about this morning, but God had another plan. But God had another plan. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy. I ask now that you'd forgive me of my sins, cleanse me of all unrighteousness, create in me, Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. God, I ask now that you'd bless the preaching of your word, touch the hearts and the minds of your people. Speak to us today, Father God, from your word. Speak, God, we're listening to you, God. Transform our lives, Lord, through the preaching of your word. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will last forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And thank God you may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. But God had another plan. Amen. You may be, thank you, ushers. God had another plan. We've all heard the phrase, it's, com- it's a common phrase that many of us have heard before but never realize. That you've heard it before where people have said, God has a plan for you. Amen. The great, the great book that was written, uh, The Purpose Driven Life, uh, was written by Rick Warren. And in that book, he lays out the fact that you were placed on planet earth for a reason. In this series on step up, what I'm trying to present to you saints is that you're not an accident. That God had purposed you to be here on earth. The problem with most of us is that we have a hard time figuring out what that purpose is. That is why I told you last week that he who began a good work in you, I told you I wanted you to memorize that passage because what God began the moment that he saved you, you may have had some bumps in the road. Come on, somebody. You may have had some disappointments. You may have had some moments in your journey where it seemed as if, amen, you wasn't going to make it. But you, know, you may have turned your back on God again, again, and again, and again. You, you may have lost your way, but the Bible says, and I told you, it's past completed action. It's in the passive voice. He says, past completed action with continuous results in the present that he who began a good work in you will continue to work in you. 
No matter where you find yourself, no matter if you have, you know, I'm not excusing sin, but I'm saying that we were born in this body. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And we understand that nobody's perfect. He, the Bible says, he, Jesus said, he who is without sin casts the first stone. We are imperfect people trying to serve a perfect God. And I often, I often think about the plan that I've planned for my life, but I found out that even when it seemed as if I wasn't going to make it, God had another plan. The beautiful thing about God being the planner, he knows everything from the beginning to the end. The Bible says he's alpha and omega. The, re the reason God knows everything because he does not exist in time, he exists in eternity. And when he created time for you and I. So in other words, God sees the whole picture. And the reason why I'm going here in this passage and the reason why I want you to understand that it's time for you and I to step up is because when I look at the life of Paul, who really his name is Saul, when I look at Saul, I realize that here's a man that was the total opposite. You see, I found something out about God, about God. He specializes in people, amen, that you probably would overlook. The truth be told, amen, I wasn't really nothing before Christ. The truth be told, I had nothing before Christ. But what I found out is that God had another plan. If you would have told me 20 years ago or 15 years ago that I would be preaching God's word or promoting the kingdom of God, I would have probably laughed at you. But the beautiful thing about God is that he had another plan. I wish I had somebody. And God's plan will not be distorted. God's plan cannot be changed because in the book of Malachi chapter three, he says, I'm God and I do not change. And because God doesn't change, it means that whatever God has planned for your life, come on somebody, it will come to pass. Watch this. You can get on board with his program or you can linger around, but either way, eventually you and I will live out the plan that he has for our lives. I don't know about you this morning. The question today is, are you willing to step up and live out that plan that God has for you. The question this morning is, are you willing to surrender your life completely to God's plan? Because let me say this to you, you may have a plan, but the question is, are you in tune with God's plan? And so we find today in our passage, we find that Luke is our writer. He writes this book to, he's a, he's a, he's a physician and he writes this book and he begins, if you look at it, he begins in chapter seven, we find that Stephen was stoned to death, right? Stephen was, he was a martyr. He was the first, first uh, disciple, first follower of Jesus to, to be martyred for the faith. But it's because of his 
suffering his martyr because he was martyred because he was killed. The gospel was, was able to be spread all around the world. Now here's the thing. Sometimes your pain has a purpose. I'm going somewhere with that. Sometimes your pain has a what? It has a purpose. You may not understand the purpose. You may not understand why you're going through. You may not understand why you had to go through that thing, but I want to reassure you of something. God had another plan. Do I have anybody? We find in chapter nine, we find that Paul now, Saul, his name is not Paul. If you look at verse one in chapter eight, actually, it says, now Saul was in hearty agreement with putting him to death. And on that day, a great persecution began against the what? Yeah. I want to say something to you. The church is always under attack. Persecution will not leave us because we represent God and we are the light of the world. Yeah, yeah. The salt of the earth. Amen. A city set on a hill. And what I found out is that, is that at this time we find that Saul, who is the most unlikely candidate, who is the most unlikely person. And I believe that that's what happens to us saints. We don't believe that we're good enough, but God is not looking for good people. He's looking for willing people. Because as much as I try to be good, I fall short every time. Do I have anybody? And for you sanctified folk, you fall too. Come on, somebody. Yeah, you may speak in tongues and lay hands on folk and do all this stuff and all of that. But guess what? You fall short. You cuss. You lie. Come on, somebody. You talk about folk on the phone. You got a bad attitude. Amen. You know why? Because you're religious. Come on, somebody. Saul, let me give you his pedigree. I just want to introduce his pedigree today. He was born in Tarsus. Amen. In modern day Turkey. That's where he was born. He was born, he was a Benjamite of the lineage of, of the lineage of Hebrew. So in other words, he had a strict Hebrew upbringing. In other words, Saul was so versed in the word of God that he took everything literal. I'm going somewhere. He didn't leave room for people to mess up. In his life, he was, well, said, he was a legalist. Amen. He sat at the feet of Gamil. He learned at one of the greatest teachers of their time. Not only that, but he spoke 16 languages. I'm talking about a man, watch this, who was on another road, but God had another plan. Come on, somebody. Do you remember where you was? But God had another plan. You thought you would be this big yeah, you thought you were going to be a millionaire. You, you thought you would have been this. You thought you would have been that. But God had another plan. And you know what I love about God's plan? Amen. It's a perfect plan. And oftentimes what happens to us, we don't want to live according to his plan. Now here's what, here's what Saul ended up doing. Saul ended up becoming, watch this, a lawyer. And he was aspiring to be part of the Sanhedrin Jewish Supreme Court. 
71 elite men who were versed in the law. Now, you say, why is he going through history? History is talking about his story. I'm sorry. I wish I had somebody. And it's important to know that here's a lawyer. Amen. Some of you wanted to be doctors. Some of you wanted to be, yeah, uh, pimps and preachers. And uh, some of you, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> some of you wanted to be some things. Don't take no offense, please. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> some of you wanted to be some stuff. Amen. Other than being in church. If, if I was to, if I was to take a poll right now, if if it was up to you, Amen. You wouldn't be in church. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Give God a hand clap, pray for that. If it was up to you, I'm talking about in your former mind. I'm talking about in the the life you were living before Christ. You weren't thinking about God. Church, Sunday morning, Sunday morning was rest time from what happened over the weekend because you got to work on Monday. I wish I had somebody. That's my only day of rest. And that's Saul's story. Saul was a man, amen, who was going in a different direction. He, watch this, he was full of zeal. He was, listen to this, listen to this word. He was religious but not relational. In other words, he can keep the law. God told you don't do that. God told you don't do that. God told you. He knew all the books of the Bible. He was versed in Hebrew, in Aramaic. He was, he, was, he was the man. But he was not a good man. Amen. He was not a man that you would choose yourself to promote God's kingdom. Now watch this. The reason why I titled this sermon, Step Up, is because when you look at your life, come on somebody, And where God has brought you from and what God has delivered you from, you got a reason to step up. Why? Because God had another plan. The plan that you had, you know, you know, the Jeremiah passage, he says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for a future and a hope. But you got to get the context to that. The context of that passage is that the children of Israel was getting ready to go into Babylon for 70 years. You know, I love God's word where it says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. It's amazing to me that God is encouraging his people while disciplining them. (laughs) I'm going somewhere. When God... Watch this. When whatever that plan is, including discipline, God is merciful. And so we find that in, in, if you look at it, if you look at chapter 9, verse 1, amen, it says, Now Saul was breeding threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. Can you imagine that? Here's a man. I'm, let, me, let me see if this, let me see. You know, if I was God, I wouldn't put this in here. <laughs> I'd be like, no, that ain't no way to start off the book of Acts. That ain't no way to talk about, you know, I leave all, you know, you know, this is the, the, you know, the happy preaching, you know, where we leave out all the stuff. May I say this to you? Those who desire to live godly will be persecuted. You will have persecution. 
You will have trials. But the difference is you know how to handle it because you have the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of you so that he can help you to understand. Watch this. You got the word of God. You got grace and mercy. You got angels in camp around you. Come on, somebody. You have prayer. You have provision. God will provide what you need so you can make it through all of that. But. See, what I love about Paul, about Saul, is that God had another plan. You see, and, and that plan, listen, Saul didn't see the plan for his life. And the question I have for you is, have you seen the plan? You have gotten into the kingdom, amen, but do you understand the plan? If you, and if you don't understand the plan, understand this, that in due time, God will reveal the plan. Do I have anybody? And so he says he was breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord and the disciples of against the disciples of the Lord. And he went to the high priest and asked for what letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any belonging to the way, both men and he was ruthless. He didn't care who you were, men, women, and children. He had no compassion. You know, some historians said he used to run into the houses and kick in the doors and drag. The, listen, Christians have been persecuted for centuries. And if you haven't learned church history, in church history, what you find is persecution after persecution. So here's the thing. If God isn't real, then why all the persecution. If we were not somebody, come on somebody. Listen, if you're somebody for God, and let me say this to you, those of you who are persecuted the most, you have a greater call. You have a greater purpose. You have a greater plan. And the devil wants to distort that plan, watch this, by bringing distractions upon your life to cause you, watch this, to fall away. But I encourage you, to step up. I encourage you to understand that God had, come on somebody, another plan. And so we find that he got these letters. In other words, he got approval, watch this, for his bad intentions. I call him a man with bad intentions. And, and it's amazing how the Bible is so graphic and how the Bible is so rich with language that if we were to sit down and just look at it and just read it every now and then, you'll understand that the things that you're going through right now is no different than them. And I want to say to somebody here today, you've taken the sidelines because of your persecutions. You've decided to sit it out. You've decided that, listen, I'm not willing to fight anymore. I'm not willing to stand up anymore. I'm not willing to take my stand for what's right because you're tired of the fight. But I want to tell you something. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy 
It's going to come in the morning. You got to know that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That you've been crucified with Christ. That it's no longer you that live, but Christ who lives in you. That you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That's what we got to believe. That's what we have to hold on to. Because here's the thing. The, the, the process that God went through to save you, to save me, he hung, bled, and died on Calvary's cross. That price has already been paid. And so as a result of that, now you have noticed that when we get in, we are persecuted. Some of you are going through some financial stuff right now. Some of you are going through some health issues. Some of you are going through some emotional issues. Some of you are going through, amen, some things with your children, with your family that you cannot understand right now, but that's part of the process. And I want to say this to you. If you hold on long enough in the process, the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, he says, it says, and my God, he says, and God works all things together for the good of those who what? love him and are called according to that. That word work is synergism. In other words, he takes your bad. He takes your good. He takes your in-betweens. He takes your troubles and trials. And in the end, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he'll give you a way of escape. But we can't give in. You see, when we decide that I'm not getting in the game anymore, I'm, you know what? I'm not, I, ain't going on, I ain't going to Bible study no more. You know what, I, I don't, them folk down there, every time I go down there, you know. When we take on those kinds of attitudes, that's what Satan wants. But may I say something to you? God had another plan. And if you really look at your life right now, it's not what you had in plan. It's what God planned. Because you know why I say that? Because you're sitting here today. Watch the text. Watch the text. So verse 3. And I've got four things that I'm going to sit down. He says, and as he was traveling, so he had gotten on and he had went on. He's going down to Damascus. He's got his letter. He got all his inspection papers. <laughs> he got all of his, you know, he, he, remember he was a man of the law, right? He had gotten permission to do, he had gotten the permission to be notorious, he had gotten permission, amen, to persecute other people who are made in the image of God. But people who belong, if you look at the text, it says, who belong to the way. What way? The Christian way. And here he is on his way. So I want to look at him this week on his way. And then next week, I'll show you what happened. The text says, and, and he says, and he was traveling and it happened and it happened as he was traveling, as he was approaching Damascus, and suddenly, there it is, a light, watch this, from heaven flashed around him. My first point is this. That he was in darkness all of his life. You, you know what? 
he had never recognized the light until that moment. And Saul was on his way with bad intentions because he had lived in darkness for all of his life. May I ask you something? Do you remember how dark it was in your life? Do you remember living in darkness? And may I say this to you? Not to step up and do something today. Amen. Is a bad testimony to where God has brought you out. What God has brought you out of. Saul, even with bad intentions, God had another plan. It took a light. Come on, somebody. Do you remember what it took for the light to come on? You know what the Bible says about us? about unbelievers, about Satan and unbelievers. The Bible says that Satan blinds the minds of unbelievers. May I share something with you? If you are a believer today, you should be shouting. Because like Saul, you and I lived in darkness. Come on, somebody. All of our lives. Like Saul. Amen. We didn't want anything to do with God. Like Saul, we lived in darkness, but when the light came on, somebody say the light is on, the light is on. The, come on, somebody. The light, when the light shone around you, it took a supernatural intervention. Come on, somebody, for the light to come on in your life. And may I ask you something? Are you being, still being religious or are you relational? Do I have anybody? And when you're relational, you'll understand this, that it takes a light to get our attention. And may I tell you who that light is? Hallelujah. The euangelion. They call him the gospel. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. And when the light came on, you remember the day the light, how many remember the day? Tell me, remember the day you were saved. I mean, the moment that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. How many remember that the light came on? Listen, you could read the word now. You could, now you understand why folk get loud in church. You understand because you've been through something, but the light came on. You've been through something, now you understand. You used to sit back and say, what's wrong with them? But now you say, oh, I know what's going on. You see, because I've been down but God picked me up he turned me around he placed my feet on the solid ground he picked me up from me brought me out of darkness and brought me to the glorious light I was blind but I could see that see that's that's what Paul that's what's, what's happening with Saul suddenly and here's the thing it suddenly happened in your life it suddenly happened in your situation. It suddenly happened in your circumstance. The light is on, amen. The light is on. If you're living in darkness, the light's going to come on one day. And when that light come on, you realize, man, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be living together. Amen. Somebody got to move out, not me. I ain't moving. You know, when you're in darkness, what you're doing looks right. But when the light comes, I love, he says, a light from heaven flashed around him. The light, listen, one of the commentators said, the light was so bright 
that it illuminated not just his physical sight. Come on, somebody. Listen, 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 listen. We, 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 I'm, I'm going to get to it next week, but watch this. Because I'm going to get to the part where he fell off the horse. Fell off. Fell down, actually. I didn't say a horse because some, you know, it, it says he was traveling. It never said he fell off a horse. Sometimes we add to scripture what's not there. It just said he fell. We don't know what he was traveling in. Right? So we don't add to it. Right? But watch this. This light was so bright. It, 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 was, it was more than a thousand watts. And the question I have for you today is, do you remember that day that the light came on? Do you remember what you saw? See, because in the, when the light comes on, you get to see who you really are. When the light gets, comes on, you get to realize, man, you know what? I thought I was doing well. But look at all the people I had to mess over to get where I am. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Look at all the people that I had to talk about and, and all the people that I done cut down and all the enemies that I done made. See, here's the thing. We think that we're living in the light. When we're, when, when, when we're in darkness, it looks right. But when we come to the light, it, God illuminates. Here he is. What was he doing? He was killing Christians, persecuting them. And the, finally the light came on. Watch the text. The text says in verse 4, it says, And when he had fell to the ground. Oh, man. You know, you know what I want to say about that darkness? God intervened in our darkness. God knew that we were hopeless in our darkness. God knew. And see, here's the thing. You got to be careful that you don't listen. He knew the word. He knew the word. But yet he was still living in darkness. How can you have all that word in? The Bible says the word of God is what? Living, it's active, it's sharpening you. How can you have that word in you and it never convicts you? It never cuts you. It never says, you know what, you're wrong, man. <laughs> Amen. If it never does anything for you, then you're, rela- then you're religious and not relational. Watch this. Watch the text. Watch the text. The text says, and what happened? He fell. Didn't say he fell off a horse. It says he fell to the what? To the ground. So here's the next point. Ah. He had to fall so God could get his attention. Mash you something? <laughs> hey, you know what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> How far have you fallen? How many times do you have to fall so he can get your attention? Listen, that situation that you just got out of? Yeah, that he got you out of? Come on, somebody. That accident that you had, that you could have died, but you didn't. Come on, somebody. That, that sickness that you just got over. Come on, somebody. You were sick and in your bed. And here's the thing. You have to get low enough. The text says he fell. You know what that means? He was no longer in control of anything. 
And that's the per- that's the point with us. At times, we won't step up because we think that we're in control. But oh, God has a way. God has a way of stopping. You know why he didn't take your life? Because he had another plan. Come on, somebody. You know why you're still here? Because he has another plan. You know why you're still holding on? Because he has another plan. Now, I know it may feel miserable right now, but if you obey him, you'll enjoy the journey. You'll enjoy the journey. You'll you'll be able to fall in the book of James where he says you'll be able to understand this passage. You'll be able to understand that, yeah, consider it all joy, my brethren. When you encounter various trials, you know what the word various means? In the Greek, the word means makarios. And the word means multicolor. Have you been surrounded by multicolored trials before? Where where this thing is happening to you, that thing is happening to you, that thing is happening to you, that, that, and that. And all of them have a different degree and all of them have a different effect upon your life. But he says you, because the light is on, because you're low enough, you got to stay low. He had to get low enough so that God, watch this, would have gotten his attention. Thank God that I fell. Thank God that I fell. I'm going to say it one more time. And, and as a Christian, as a pastor, as a man of God, amen, thank God that I've fallen. <laughs> I wish I had somebody. Because when I fell, it made me honest again. I wish I had somebody. I'm talking about me. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be honest with me. It made me honest again. It made me understand that this is not about me. He is on his way with bad intentions. And God says, hey, I got something for you. <laughs> I got something for you. Listen, if, listen, if man can't push you down, God will. And I want to tell you something. You may be big and bad right now. But oh baby, there come a day where you're going to find out, watch this, who got more strength. Come here, Jacob. Jacob said, I wrestled with God all night. He said, all night long, we were in hand-to-hand combat. We were fighting. He said, but I ain't going to let go till you bless me. But watch this. When he blessed him, he left him with a, what? With a reminder Amen. That you've wrestled with God. He left him with, with, watch this, with a disability. So he could be reminded that God is more powerful. We don't have nothing. And so why wouldn't I step up? Why wouldn't I serve? Why wouldn't I give God my best considering that I had to fall, we all had to fall down to receive Jesus. Come on, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We all had to fall down. Look what he says. He says, and he fell to the ground, and he heard a voice. He did what? Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Next week, I'm going to show you what... First of all, he heard a voice. 
the light came on and he heard a voice. Now, you know what? You know what you call that? That man is crazy. That's kind of what happened to me when I was demon possessed. Amen. When I was lost, when I was a Hindu and not a Christian, when I used to worship idols and I had demons in me and I used to hear voices in my head. Yeah. Voices. You know what you, you, yeah, he done went crazy. Okay. He's walking, he's going, he's traveling with bad intentions. Come on, somebody. Next time you go to that club, I know some of you go to the club. You still go to the club. I know you do. You're going to find out. You're going to hear that voice. <laughs> Listen, and I hope you don't fall down right at the door <laughs> or on the dance floor. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. He heard a voice. <laughs> he heard a voice. That's what he heard. All right. Nobody's there, but he heard a voice. But God had another plan. You see, a lot of people rely on signs. But I need to hear a voice. I want to hear from God. I, I know you prophesied. I mean, I mean, I know you prophesied to me. I know, I know that. But I need to hear a voice. And the voice that I need to hear is from the word. You see, the problem with Saul, he was so big, he was so mighty, he was so strong, he was so zealous, he was so, you know, he was everything. Listen, he was dressed well, he was bad. But the problem with Saul is this, not only his darkness, the next point is he had never listened before. Listen, you've been trying to get out of your situation. God's been speaking loudly. You know why you're not hearing him? You haven't gotten down low. You haven't fallen yet. You're still on your high horse. You're still up high. You're still doing well. But oh... When he bring you low, you'll hear his voice. The voice was always there. For me, it was there. God has sent two preachers. Two, not one. He said, man, I got to tag team this dude right here because he, he got bad intentions. And God sent two preachers to my store. And you know what I did? I cursed him out. I said, man, I don't want to hear nothing about your Jesus. Man, get up, man. Get out of here, man. See, I wasn't willing to hear his voice. So you know what he had to do to me? He had to take my mind. Because you know all I had, you know all I had really was my mind. And my mind is what was bringing me income. My, my brilliant ideas was bringing me, making me rich. You follow what I'm saying? I was pursuing success. But guess what? God had another plan. God had another plan. And in your life, you may be saying, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God has another plan for you. It, it, it comes with, with a struggle at times, but you got to hold on. 
You got to trust him. Listen, listen. He had, so the question I have for you today is, are you listening? Are you listening? Has God spoken to you? And if he has spoken to you, saints, don't you know he has a plan? And if he's speaking right now, you got to listen. When you leave here, don't get back up on your high horse. When you leave here today, don't go back to regular. Don't go, listen, you came here for a word from God. You, you came here for transformation, for illumination, for revelation, for a rhema word. And God is saying, when you leave here today, step down and step up in his kingdom. Step down from your agenda. Step down from what you want for your life. Step down from that. And because God has another plan. Watch this and I'm closing. Watch this, watch this. See, for the first time he heard the divine voice of Jesus. And isn't it amazing? We come here every week. Every Sunday we hear the voice of Jesus. Every week we hear, come, come. I ain't going up there today, shoot. I ain't doing shoot. I, I, I won't stay right where I'm at. We doing all right. <laughs> we ain't doing too bad. We got a few things, <laughs> but you can do better. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, Saul, he's saying to him, Saul, Saul, why? You know, when God asks you why, something wrong with that. Why are you persecuting me? Now, let me give you some theology here. This why do you persecute me is filled with significance. For it shows the union of, watch this, of Christ and his church. You know, he wasn't persecuting Jesus directly at that moment, but he was persecuting God's people. So when you mess, this is why in church we got to be careful of gossiping, backbiting, talking about folk. If you don't like the church, find you another one. Okay, if you don't like the pastor, pray for him. Because when you talk about him, you're talking about Jesus. When I talk about you, I talk about, I'm, I'm persecuting Jesus. There's a direct link that says, if any man be in Christ, in Christ, he's a new creature. That's what he's linking it to. And he's saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Do you know how special you are? You are a child of God. And for me to talk about you is to talk about Jesus. So if I don't like the way you do something, I'm going to pray for you. Now, if I'm your pastor, I'm going to talk to you about it. Amen. Don't you get mad now. Amen. Some people get offended. You're wrong. And it's my job to correct you. That voice 
And when you hear that voice from the shepherd, you ought to say, you know what? Yep, okay, sir. Yes, sir. See, I had to learn humility. I had to learn how to follow another man because that was my problem. I didn't know how to follow. I knew how to lead, but I didn't know how to follow. I wish I had somebody. Know why there ain't a whole lot of men in church today? They don't want to follow. They want to be on top of things. They want to be running things, and they can't run nothing. They running everything into the ground. Because if they are not spiritual, and listen, they appear to be spiritual, but they're religious. See? Because they have no divine covering. So we talked about yesterday with our men. If you're not covered, ha, you can lead a whole, your whole family astray. That's a whole nother thing right there. <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now watch this, watch this, and I'm closing right here. My last point is this. Last point. He was an enemy of Jesus and the church. But let me, let me leave you with the hook at the end. God had another plan. Can you imagine that God would take a man who was an enemy? Oh, man. And he, come on. Let me, let, me, let me just give you a piece of his pedigree of what he did after. He wrote one third of the Bible. He spread Christianity around the world. He started hundreds and thousands of churches. Watch this. And even now we're standing on that foundation. Here's a man that you would think. And right now what I'm saying to you is you're sitting on the sidelines saying, I'm not significant. I'm not important, but you are. Can you imagine this? What could you do for God if you knew you wouldn't fail? Well, I'm saying to you, you can do it. You see, he was an enemy of the church, see? Yet God had another plan. Providence is the hand of God in the glove of history. It is the work of God whereby he integrates and blends events in the universe in order to fulfill his original design for which it was created. That's providence. That's that word providence. It is God sitting behind the steering wheel. Come on, somebody. Of time. Providence refers to God governing all events. And even this event that happened with Saul. It is God taking what you and I would call luck, chance, a mistake, a happenstance, and stitching them together to achieve his plan. When you are under God's providence, whatever your bad intentions may have been, he will take it and he'll turn it around for your good and his glory. Give God a hand clap praise. I leave you here today. Next week I'll pick up with... (laughs) We, we talked about him hearing. Next week, I'll talk about how, how God affected his seeing. <laughs> See, we hear things, but we don't listen. <laughs>
So God got to go one step further to get our attention. And if you're here today and you're saying, man, it's time for me to step up. Considering what God has done for me. Considering that God has went through the process of changing me. I remember being up here, but falling low. And today you want to come, Pastor, I want to come today. I want, to, I want you to pray for me. That I would find myself operating in the plan of God for my life. Why? Because I know now God had another plan, Pastor. God had another plan. I, I know where I want to be, but I just can't get there. I've been persecuted. I've been, I've, been, I've been going through, Pastor. But I'm willing, watch this, to listen today to the voice of God saying, come. If you want me to pray for you today, I want to just, just want to extend to you an opportunity to pray for you. That you would get back in the race. That you would get off the sidelines of your Christian life and you would step up and serve and give God your best, listen, the best part of your life. Because one day, when the breath leaves your body, it will be a little bit too late. 